When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Question of the Week from the Naked Scientists. After struggling to find the right experts in the field, this week almost ended on a bum note. Hi, my name is Rob, and my question is, given that people can absorb medication in the form of suppositories, is it possible to absorb enough water to survive through their bottom? So what goes on in the colon most of the time? Here's Miles Parks. Using the uh, rectum as a means of administering fluid replacement in uh, dehydrated individuals is an interesting idea. The colon or, or large bowel, of course, functions primarily to absorb fluid, normally doing so, of course, as material enters to the cecum from the small intestine, the material which has not been uh, digested, fibrous products and so on, together with a substantial amount of uh, fluid and solute, enters into the colon and the fluid is then sucked out as the material goes round the uh, four feet or so of the colon to form up the stool. So you can see the colon is well designed for absorbing liquid, but it, uh, it really needs to do so in the context also of transport of solute that's to say of sodium and chloride ions and so on, and it's the absorption of, these, of the solute itself which then uh, creates the osmotic gradient which sucks fluid across uh, the lining of the bowel and into the bloodstream. So bearing these things in mind, I, I do think that water enemas on their own, uh, water on its own, is perhaps unlikely to be absorbed in uh, clinically significant quantities and of course it's just likely to come out of the rectum again whereas I think uh, administering saline or something of that type would potentially lead to quite significant absorption of fluid. Water on its own probably wouldn't do very much but a saline solution could give one a better chance of a drink. But what if you're stuck for saline drips and all you've got is the much saltier seawater? My name is Ari Urkel and I'm an intensive care doctor and physicist from the University of Cambridge. Unfortunately, giving yourself a seawater enema for hydration if you've had the misfortune to be stranded at sea is a complete thermodynamic non-starter. The problem is that the salt in seawater is much more concentrated than the concentration of all the various solutes found in body tissues. Since, to a first approximation at least, the gut can be thought of as a sort of semi-permeable membrane, this will lead to water molecules tending to move from the body through the gut wall and into the seawater to reduce the concentration difference. This process, where water moves along its own concentration gradient across a semi-permeable membrane, is called osmosis and is very important in biology. In this case, it will actually result in you becoming increasingly dehydrated. The situation is reversed with fresh water, which would be successfully absorbed. Having said that, neither procedure would be very safe, especially if the water was dirty. So, giving yourself a seawater enema if you're trapped at sea is likely to make you lose water. Of course, giving yourself a seawater enema if you're trapped at a cocktail party is likely to make you lose friends as well. So it's not recommended that one inserts liquid into one's derriere. But if you were in need of a drink, then a slightly saline solution would probably do the trick. Salt water is too salty and normal water is too. 
watery. It turns out that this version of the saline drip was used heavily by medics of the past and is still used in some cases today. It's known as proctoclysis. Next week, we've another health-related intervention. Hi, uh, Naked Scientist. It's Alan Blake from London. I have a question for you, please. I received a brochure from a company called Magnetic Therapy Limited advertising all things magnetic and claiming to cure all sorts of ailments like snoring if this object was put up the nostrils and all sorts of uh, aches and pains if worn on different parts of the body. Please can you advise me if there is any evidence at all to prove that magnets have these type of powers and if so, how they work? Thank you. What's the truth behind these contraptions? And since blood is full of iron, can it be magnetic? Answers to chris at thenakedscientists.com or write them on the forum at thenakedscientists.com forward slash forum. Question of the Week is part of the Naked Scientists podcast and supported by the Wellcome Trust and UK Fast. Look us up online at nakedscientists.com. 